0: Are you doing Thanksgiving with family or friends or both?
1: Uh, Yeah, with family.
0: Um, Thursday afternoon, we'll be watching the Cowboys
1: game and eating food. And hopefully, (laughs) hopefully things go better than
0: they did this weekend. What about you? (laughs) Uh, No, we're actually taking a mini road trip for Thanksgiving. We are going to uh, Yosemite. Or as other people call it, Yosemite. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing the Sequoia National Park and Yosemite. We don't really have family in town. We don't have any family in town. We have a bunch of friends. But my wife had wanted to go there for a while. And then she said, instead of doing Thanksgiving, we're going to go and um, do uh, the National Park. So we're going to do this. And I'm not even mad at it because I don't really like Thanksgiving. It's kind (laughs) of a... I mean the food is terrible. I don't like turkey. I don't know. I think it's an overrated bird and uh yeah, I just don't like it. You know, like the sweet potato thing and the pumpkin pie Then it's just ugh, the green bean casserole. It's probably some of the worst American food you can have to me for uh, for a single meal.
1: Wow. Sebastian coming with the hot hot takes today.
0: <laughs> yep. Sorry. Sorry. I'm uh, I'm you know, I'm uh, I'm a turkey hater. <laughs>
1: um that's gonna go that's gonna come back to get you later yeah they're gonna yeah. find come this recording they're gonna be like this guy doesn't like turkey can we trust him <laughs> especially running for like local governor or something local, <laughs> local congressman <laughs> um, um i think you're just having the wrong type of food i think a lot of people don't love turkey i mean and there's a million ways to cook it too, right? So if you have somebody that just does the typical oven and maybe it comes out kind of dry and the seasoning's not great, then yeah, it's kind of like a dry bird. But I mean, you can smoke it. You can, um,
0: fry it. How you do you do smoke of- it? Like you, you roll it up like a cigarette or you put it in a bong or like. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if that's, if that's how you choose to do it. No, you just
1: stick it in like a smoker for hours and hours and hours and oh. you just let the, uh, let the heat, it's like a lower heat. So it slowly kind of cooks and it's more even. And, but then you also let the smoke just kind of give that outside meat like a nice flavoring Mm -hmm. i don't know some people like that better and
0: i don't want to talk too much about turkey but like i must say that i had turkey once that was delicious and it was fried turkey so it was not like deep fried like kfc kind of thing you know but it was fried in like burning oil boiling oil and it was delicious it was super juicy yeah the the bird wasn't like too uh strong i feel like it's a very strong meat you know like it's strong in taste and Uh, That one time, it actually tasted good. That's the only turkey that I had in the United States that tasted good. Turkey in France tastes different, as a matter of fact. It's it's a much softer taste, closer to chicken than it is uh, here.
1: Right. Yeah, it's kind of a... And I bet it has totally different meaning in France just based on Thanksgiving's really just an American holiday versus not something they're celebrating all over the world. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I'm telling you... I'm not a huge sweet potato fan either. I like the mashed potatoes with some cheese on top. Um, you mentioned pumpkin pie. i also not a huge fan of that either, but I will take, you know, like an apple pie with a side of ice cream or cho- like a chocolate, uh, I forget what they call this, like a mousse, chocolate mousse pie maybe, just kind of like it's almost like ice cream, but it's not. It's more whipped. I don't know. I think you're getting the wrong foods because uh, I love Thanksgiving-type foods, and I typically think the sides are better than the meats, but uh, – Like you said, let's not spend the whole show talking about uh, (laughs) Thanksgiving foods. Um, what do we have on the docket today? Okay. So a few things, right? We want to do, uh, uh, some updates on how we're using our Apple cards. You know, we had to talk about the new Tesla Cybertruck. Uh, but first here's a little something interesting. You installed Catalina finally.
0: I did. What is it? Like a month later? (laughs) You're pulling, you're pulling a Cody at this point. I know. Way late to the game. Well, that was I was being late on purpose, bro. Like I just wanted to take baby steps and make sure all the kinks would be ironed out. Uh, because now I have only one computer. I've had only one computer for two years, and I didn't want to mess it up. And uh, so I did the the update, uh, the upgrade over the weekend. And I don't have much to report. I just clicked right. the update button. And it happened over the course of an hour, you know, downloading, installing, rebooting kind of stuff. And I didn't see much difference, except my my wallpaper had changed. Um, I got a bunch of uh, pop-ups showing up to ask accessibility access to some of my um, extensions or apps that I use. The one specifically, the one that launched at login. Uh, and that would be, what do I have? I have a, a few, I have uh, Dato, which is uh, a menu bar date slash calendar merged together. Um, I have, uh, what is it called, this little thing? Oh, Bartender. Yeah, of course. I have Bartender uh, and I have uh, Witch and Alfred. So these kind of like bombarded me with a few notifications back to back. And then I had the... um uh the notification request accept notifications for this app can kind of request every time i would get a notification so for example uh the, the mail app i would get a uh, do you want do you accept do you accept uh, uh, notifications for this app and i had to do this for a bunch of apps and i think i'm, I'm going to st- i'm still going to have to do it for a bunch of apps as these notification come in um but other than that uh it was pretty smooth and i don't you know i went back into I was like, what's new in Catalina? I forgot about what's new in Catalina. And it turns out there's not much new in Catalina. No, it's not like one of these uh, amazing feature-packed updates. One thing that I tested right away, Cody, you know it. It's uh, the syncing of iCloud tabs on Safari between iPhone, iPad, and Mac. Something that was broken for me for several months now. And instantly right. it worked again. I was really crossing my finger and I was, you know, I had my eyes, like one eye is closed. I was really afraid of clicking on this because I was like, ah, if there's one thing that's going to be broken, it's going to be this. And no, it was it was showing all my tabs on my iPhone and my iPad. I was like, yes, finally, the, the feature I use once, <laughs> once a month <laughs> is finally working again. Uh, that was the biggest uh, thing for me, I think, in Catalina. I don't really see, I know uh, Sidecar is one of the big, features of Catalina as well but I haven't had the need for it and uh, I haven't even given it a try yet but uh, I think I will eventually I will
1: how is it from like a variety reliability standpoint so far I guess you did over the weekend so you don't have a huge uh, data sample but uh, what are, what are your thoughts on that so far
0: Um, don't I haven't noticed anything everything is working fine nothing crashes nothing slow one thing I noticed and that's that's the one thing you know with updates is that my the battery of my Mac ran out pretty quick you know of my MacBook Pro after making the update, I you know the the computer was plugged in during the update the the download and installation, so I assume it was back at a hundred percent by the time I went to my computer and logged in you know and I saw this brand new wallpaper and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume it was at at 100% because I'd been plugged in for a few hours. And then this morning when I showed up at the office, I plugged it in my monitor and it showed me I had 10% left. And I didn't do much on the computer over the weekend. Like I, you know, I installed Catalina. I spent maybe an hour on the computer over the weekend. And it was, you know, on and but the, the, the lid was closed and uh, I, used, you know, I'm hoping it just did a bunch of like referencing in the background and stuff like this. You know, like the the usual stuff that it does on a new uh, setup or on a uh, software update, especially a major one like this. But um, yeah, I'm hoping this is just like this one-time thing, or you know, that thing that goes for a, a day or two, and then and then you're done with it. Uh, because that would suck if the battery of my MacBook Pro uh, was killed by this update. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had it for a little bit longer than you and I agree with most of your takes here. Really, the only thing that stuck out from memory was the, uh, uh, the bombardment of alerts you get right off the bat, which is nice, right? That's Apple really trying to look out for the user, um, really follow through on its promise of privacy, right? They have marketing campaigns about it. They really, uh use that as a tentpole feature for being in the apple ecosystem is that your privacy is they take it way more seriously than other operating system other companies do yeah um but outside of that i mean it's 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 miles in reliability it's miles ahead of what ios 13 has become um i mean i haven't done the actual latest update for ios 13 and what is it 13.1.2 but uh I mean, I get my phone will freeze, you know, the app will freeze up and not let me tap the screen at all for five seconds, pretty much daily now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I have friends that have updated to it that have given me similar feedback. So I'd I'd be curious if, you know, people listening, what people are seeing out of iOS 13, even on the newer updates, because like I said, I think I'm only one update behind. um, And I think that was just released just last week. So but anyways, I mean, we're talking about Catalina. There's not really much else to speak about. You did bring up the iCloud tab syncing. I think Apple just, I think this is an underrated feature of being a Mac and an iPhone or iPad user is just the handing off of tasks, how quickly you can uh, switch between things. Um, the iCloud Safari tab is just a great example, right? I can access a tab from my phone, from my Mac and vice versa. Also just the universal copy. Um, I've really come to uh, rely on this feature. Yeah. Uh, ever since Apple updated the iTunes store, um, in Catalina, it split. This kind of affected my work, and this will just be a little quick side ramp, But uh, the way that uh, you know, every Tuesday I do the movie roundups. Apple updates the iTunes store; they put a bunch of new movie deals in the store, and um, I go in and I pick my favorites, kind of curate a couple of lists there for for the readers. Well, in iTunes, the old iTunes store before Catalina, everything was right there, right? Everything was right there on the Mac, and I could right click on things, copy link, and I could insert it into the post, and it was all nice and good. Now, all of that stuff is kind of hidden in the Apple TV store. And there's no clickable links to discern. I mean, you can click the links, but you can't copy the link um, on anything. So now I have to do everything for my iPhone. I go into the iTunes store, I copy the link from the iTunes store on my iPhone, and immediately it's available for paste on my Mac. And so I've really, really come to rely heavily on this feature. And again, I think it's something that Apple doesn't get enough credit for of how well these things work hand in hand. Like if I get a text message on my iPhone with a link in it, I get a Siri shortcuts recommendation in a new tab on Safari on my Mac saying, hey, did you want to check this out on a bigger screen? Of course I do. So I just want to kind of touch on a couple of those features that, again, I think are kind of flying under the radar, but uh, they have really, really been lifesavers for
0: me. Yeah. I opened the Reminders app on my Mac this morning and... I actually upgraded, you know, like because I had the previous version I had on what was it before Catalina uh, Mojave, uh, and then I had iOS 13 on my uh, iOS devices, and I was using like the quote unquote basic version of Reminders, and I couldn't take advantage of all the features because I hadn't updated to Catalina yet. Some things would be broken. So finally, I upgraded to like the uh, the full version of Reminders, and that was actually pretty nice. This morning, I you know I typed in one of my reminders and. Uh, there was a date and a time uh, uh, added to these reminders. And I and, and I did natural language input, just like you would in Fantastical, you know. It, of course, this is not new to people who've been using Fantastical and tons of other applications for, for the past several years. Uh, but for the Reminders app, before when you wanted to input a date or a time, you had to manually cl- click the little I button for information and add the date at the time. Now you can just type it in, you know. Um, uh, whatever reminder... On Wednesday at nine o seven a.m., and you can just type this in without even touching the mouse or anything, and, and, cho- and choosing the date and time. So, uh, this was a nice little addition uh, to to reminders. When I'm uh, and I'm gonna be able to use this on the on the phone too, so that's gonna be nice as well. But I mean, these are minor uh, minor features, you know.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like even right now, I I hit the plus, like the open new tab on uh, Safari for Mac. And of course it opens up to the favorites page. I've got all my favorites here underneath that. I've got a section frequently visited and below that I have series suggestions. Now this is where all that magic I was just talking about happens mm-hmm. Um right now. It's suggesting that I go to a, uh, well, it's daily fantasy football because that's the Safari. uh, uh That's a, the most recent tab I had open on Safari on my iPhone is this website. And so it's saying, Hey, do you want to open it on this? So I don't even have to go into you know, that Windows page to find the i iCloud Safari tabs. I can literally just from right here, series suggestions, it thinks that maybe what I want to do here. Um, so yeah, these series suggestions just across the board have been a really pleasant surprise. It's not, you know, when Apple announces something like this at an event, like a WWDC, it kind of sounds like a gimmick, right? And you just, it's hard to picture how you'll use it in your everyday workflow. Um, this is one of those that just is, is coming up aces. Um, they really did a good job on it um okay anything else about anything else of note about catalina there Mm -mm. okay yeah it's it's not an exciting update people but just be happy that it's you know it's fairly reliable and um we did mention a bunch of these kind of under the radar features okay i want to talk about apple card um we both had it for uh about three months i guess i've had a little bit less you know i think i got a little bit later than you but uh i've i've been actively using it what about you
0: Yep, I have, and I wanna I wanna discuss about this. But first, I wanna thank our sponsor, and that is Netgear. Uh, is your Wi-Fi feeling old? Does it buffer while streaming videos or or music? Uh, does it feel slow uh, when connecting new devices to it? Can it handle video games, uh, video calls, large file transfers all at once? Well, it doesn't really matter how fast your internet connection is. If your Wi-Fi router is old and outdated with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi will feel like new again. Wi-Fi 6 is the latest tech that allows more devices to connect and stream simultaneously without impacting speed or reliability. Uh, The result delivers the fastest Wi-Fi for all of your devices anywhere in your home. You can stream in HD, 4K or even 8K without buffering. Uh, You can eliminate lag while gaming and connect more devices to your Wi-Fi than ever before. Orbi Wi Fi 6 is like upgrading your Wi Fi to first class. If you are ready for the best Wi Fi ever, you can get it today from Netgear and never worry about Wi Fi again. Check out Orbi Wi Fi 6 at your local Best Buy or at netgear.com slash best Wi Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Awesome. Yeah. So, what, uh, what are your thoughts on Apple Car uh, 90 days later? I'm surprisingly, because when it first came out, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to get it, but I'm probably not going to uh, use it much. And then I did an audit of my credit cards and uh, the rewards on my credit cards and everything. And I realized that Apple Card was actually really, really, uh, really good for, um, for in beating my current credit cards uh, in terms of, of rewards. Uh, so I've been using it a lot, Cody. Basically everywhere I can pay with Apple card on my iPhone. I don't even use the physical card. I have it, but I, you know, it's in a drawer somewhere in my house. I never use it. Uh, I just use Apple uh Apple card with Apple Pay pretty much everywhere I can they can take it. So that's you know, usually grocery store and Target and everywhere I can use it, I use it. And as a matter of fact, I've even Downgraded or can't not cancel, but I'm not using some of my previous credit cards. Uh, I I used to have an American Express, which I I loved because I thought it was you know great in terms of rewards and everything. And then I spent uh, like maybe an hour, you know, doing the math. Okay, this this American Express costs me that amount of money, and I get these kind of rewards every year. and uh, you know, do I really do? Is it worth it for me when I see the price that I pay for this card and the kind of reward I get? And I did the difference. You know, I did simulations like what I would make with Apple Card, what would I, what would I, what would I make with uh, American Express? And it turns out that the American Express came out uh, below Apple Card. So now it's just my personal usage. You know, and my based on my card and what I had. So it doesn't mean like everybody is the same. Um, but for me, it was fairly clear that Apple Card, I could just uh, stop using my American Express and eventually cancel it or downgrade it uh, in order not to cancel the credit card because then you take a hit on your credit report. Um, and then just uh, be done with a couple of, a couple of credit cards, um, a Capital One, and a, which I've had for a long time, which has really good rewards as well. So I use a Capital One, it's in my wallet, it's the physical card. So anywhere I cannot pay with uh my iPhone and Apple card, I pay with the physical uh, um uh, uh Capital One because it pays me more um uh what is it? uh not miles or uh, payback or money back than cashback. Cashback than uh than the Apple card, the physical Apple card would. So yeah, in I mean, it's it's changed how I use credit cards, or my personal use of credit cards. I, you know, demoted one of my credit cards. So I, yeah, I've, I've kind of changed it. And it really forced me to do like this audit of my, of my use and how much I paid for my credit cards, or really for that American Express. And um, yeah, so it really changed things. And now I'm more aware of... Before, I didn't really think about rewards and cashback and miles and everything like this. I was like, I, I just thought I had a pretty good card and turns out I didn't. So I did, a, you know, a bit of research and uh, figured out that uh, my current setup is based on what I do, what I purchase, you know, and all that stuff is pretty good. There are some better credit cards and everything, some better um, options than the one I use, but these these require micromanagement. Like, oh, you can on, you know, you get like three times the points on this category, or you get only this category and that category. And I don't want to micromanage, you know, I don't want to be the guy who has like five credit cards and uses one for you know, eating out of the restaurant, one for the groceries, one for this, one for that. No, I wanted the, the, a very simple low overhead, uh, setup And I think I reached it. Now I'm not going to say this is all because of Apple card. Um, uh, I could have done it without Apple Card, but it f- forced me to do this little uh, work, this little audit of my um, my credit card usage to realize that I could simplify it and uh, actually have better rewards uh, over time. So, yeah, pretty, pretty big fan of it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a credit card, right? But the fact it's always in your wallet or uh, in your phone, uh, it's nice. And... If you remember a while ago, I was, before moving to France, actually, I was saying, well, Apple Pay uh, is good, but it kind of sucks where I live because they don't really take Apple Pay anywhere. Now it's changed. Like in the two years that I was gone, like you can pay with Apple Pay pretty much everywhere. There's still a few places where you can't. Sometimes at the gas stations, you know, at the pump, like usually at the gas, at the pump, at the gas station, you can't. Or at Home Depot, surprisingly, I go to Home Depot more than I thought. <laughs> and every time, and now I, I don't get burnt anymore. But the first couple of times I got burnt because I sometimes go to places just with my phone. Now, when I, when I'm looking for something, you know, if I go to the store and I'm going to just get this one thing, I don't even bring my wallet because I know the store, uh, takes Apple Pay and I can just use, I can just uh, pay with my phone. But some places like, uh, Home Depot, they don't take Apple Pay, which is super dumb. Uh it's one of these a uh, philosophical thing. They're against it kind of thing, kinda of like Walmart, you know. And uh so I got burned a couple of times, but uh yeah, it's uh it's pretty now that it's widespread in Southern California where I live, it's it's nice to um to not have to think about your wallet, which I kind of forget very often these days, you know. It's very often that I go out and I'm like, I don't even have my wallet. Well, turns out I don't really need it because most ca- most places take Apple Pay now. I want you to title this, uh, episode of the podcast, uh, stupid Home Depot. Why don't you accept
1: Apple Pay? <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> well, just like a hilarious rant, you know, like this specific store, <laughs> this specific like home improvement store. You're just like, come on.
0: Well, I was there, uh, this, was it this weekend? Yeah. Maybe on Friday. I, I went there on Friday and i go to the thing where you can check out on your own and i see that they have this brand new checkout point of systems uh, and si- yeah. point of sales and with a big screen like a 20 27 inch like screen you know I, i'm like I'm like, Oh, I tell the girl, I was like, there's like always like one person, you know, hanging out there just in case you have a problem with your checkout. And I, and I tell the girl, Oh, that's awesome. You upgraded these. I'm, I'm hoping now I can pay with Apple pay. (laughs) And she said, no, 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 you you still can't pay with Apple pay. And then she's like, (laughs) if that makes you feel better, you can't pay, you cannot pay with Samsung pay or Google pay either. And I, I was kind of a dick. I don't know. Like I, sh- I was like, actually, well, it doesn't really make me feel better, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that came yeah. out like that came out like naturally and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, you know. I didn't mean I didn't mean it to, uh, to come across like this, but yeah, it doesn't really make me feel better. Like I want to pay with Apple Pay. I want to pay with my phone or whatever. I just want to pay with my phone. Like everybody everywhere else now in in Southern California where I live. Yeah. Like that's a that's a big deal too because you got to think that they just
1: spent thousands of dollars upgrading those uh, point of sales systems. And that means they're not going to do it for a while. You know, they're not going to do that again. And so the fact that they didn't go wireless contactless payments this time around is really like makes you just kind of lower your eyes like, oh, OK. <laughs> um, Yeah, I agree with most of your thoughts here on Apple Card. It's uh, it ha- it's not like life changing or anything. And uh yeah, like you were saying, I've I've been, you know, I'm pretty active on the Slick Deals, like the community forums, and so I see the the credit card deals come through where it's like fifty thousand miles, frequent flyer miles, if you spend three grand in the first three months or something like that. You know, there's all these cars that have deals like this, and then the really avid super saver, super shoppers, they jump on these and they activate the car and they spend that money and they get the free miles and they know how to balance all of them. But uh uh again, as you said, micromanaging, that's a <laughs> not a full-time job but it's definitely more effort than i would ever want to put into uh to that kind of thing so i like the apple card it is kind of like my main credit card It's really the only credit card i've been using since i've gotten it um i like it uh and i don't even really like it for the the rewards although i like i do like that uh every once in a while you'll just see a new store pop up like right now i see walgreens is accepting the three percent cash back Uh, promotion um so hopefully apple continues to add to those maybe it'll eventually trickle down to some of the places i frequent and then all of a sudden you're getting three percent cash back i get those i get an alert like oh you spent you know x amount of money here's four dollars and 67 cents back i'm like all right well okay um so it's not you know it's not world beating for me but uh what i really like about the card is just the integration and i know it's been said before or maybe it just sounds cliche because it's uh, what is said mostly, you know, about a lot of Apple products, but um, just being integrated into the Wallet app, the interface of the actual app itself that allows you to uh, uh, view what's view what's being spent, where it's being spent, um, it, it, just the little touches. Honestly, how quick the notifications come when you use the card—they're uh, instant. They're faster than instant. I've never seen anything like it in terms of. Um, you know, a, a hardware, a wireless hardware to, um, a wireless alert type of transaction. It's, it's wicked fast. And, uh, um, so just kind of like that, that's like a, kind of like a stability or a reliability thing where I go, okay, I know that if maybe the card ended up in the wrong hands or the card number somehow ended up in the wrong hands, I feel like I'm going to get instant notification of, a, of, a maybe a fraudulent charge. Um, and then I've got a stop button right here. Now I do know, you know, I've had the, uh, there's a few years back. I had the discovery card and it had, uh, um, the discover app or whatever it was. And that allowed you to put a hold on things right away. Um, same with like a bank card I had. So it's not brand new, but again, just the way Apple brings it all together. When I'm looking at my latest transactions and I've got nice little icons for each of the stores that I spent at, um, It's just it. Yeah, I guess I just it's really just the total package of managing your spending, looking at your spending, getting notified about the spending. And uh, yeah, hey, does when you hand when you hand the Apple card to people, do do you get any comments? Because I feel like every time I hand it to somebody, I'm getting a comment back like, oh, wow, that's heavy. Is this the new Apple? Card?" You know, like it's almost a conversation piece.
0: Well, I as I as I said, you probably missed that, but my physical Apple card is in a drawer somewhere. I never use it. Right? Oh, okay. I I, I yeah, don't, yeah, I don't use it. That. And when I first had it, I I took it. I added in my wallet, and I used it, and I felt like a dork. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I felt like a dork at like having this Apple card. Uh, like this, you're that far into Apple. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah, that's, I got the card. That's exactly it. You know, like, that's exactly <laughs> it. I, as a matter of fact, slight side conversation. I went to my cousin's bachelor party this uh, last summer in uh, in Corsica, like this French island. And I had a... Uh, what do you call this? Not a sweater, like a mini jacket, you know, a sm- like a cardigan. Yeah, kind of. Like there's a name for this. Anyway, like <laughs> let's let's call it a jacket, you know, a uh, windbreaker, z- a zip zip up jacket. And it's one I bought at the uh, at the Apple HQ one time when I went uh, to the Apple HQ in San Francisco or whatever in Cupertino. And there's this very small blue Apple logo on it, you know, unless you pay attention, you don't notice, and. My friend's cousin made fun of me for wearing that. He's like, are you serious? Like, you're wearing an Apple thing. Uh, my friend's, uh, my cousin's friend, not my friend's cousin, my cousin's friend made fun of me for that. He's like, are you You're really wearing, like, a jacket with an Apple logo on it? And then I was like, yeah, that's, you know, that's how I make money. Don't fucking make fun of me, asshole. And then oh, I thought about it. I was like, uh, shit, I think he's right. <laughs> I, I Why... That's such, that's the dorkiest thing I can do like wearing an Apple jacket like am I really that I mean yes I love Apple products and services and everything do I really want to wear a jacket with an Apple logo on it no I don't you know so when we moved back to, from France to the US I actually left this jacket back home and uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm now I'm like super conscientious about it like I'm like oh no I no I feel like a total dork and the Apple card was the same thing. Like I had the same feeling, like what a dork thing to do to have. And I'm not judging. I'm not passing judgment on you, but I was passing judgment on myself. I I felt like a total dork for doing this. I'm not judging you. You know, if you want to do it, that's fine by me. I'm not going to judge you. But on myself, I was like, yeah, no, I, I, you know, and that's, that, that was all related to the comment that this guy had made, you know, to me. So, um, so yeah, I don't use the physical Apple Card, <laughs> it's not, it, it, and it's not for that reason really. It's just because the physical Apple Card doesn't give you the same reward. It's only one percent back, and right. my physical Capital One gives me better than that. It gives me, I think, two percent back. So that's you know that's why I'm not using it, and it's too heavy in the in the wallet. It's too thick in the wallets, and I mean there multiple reasons why I don't I don't use it. But really. I guess the reason number one is that the reward is not as good. It's just one person back and it's heavy. And then you have like the stigma of of being branded as an Apple fanboy. Uh, so yeah, I'm not using it anymore. Yeah. You use it
1: at Best Buy to buy like maybe a Samsung TV and you just keep getting <laughs> until the cashier goes, what man? And you're just like, don't you, don't you get it? I'm paying with an Apple card for a Samsung TV. <laughs> <laughs> just make it super awkward he's like yeah, yeah. man it's <laughs> just a credit card it's a master right <laughs> um as a side note yeah I, I do like the uh uh the apple card's a little bit heavy but again i think it just kind of sets it apart uh it's been a most like i said mostly like a nice friendly conversation type uh piece for me it hasn't been you know there hasn't been any weird feedback like that i also i weirdly like that there's no numbers on it you know like if i was to lose this card and just hit stop, okay, it's not really anything. There's no numbers. There's no, um, I don't even think there's, a, you know, like an expiration date or anything on it. Like really, it's just your name. And it's just so basic and simple. It's like, okay, I lost it. I can get another one. Um, you can really get a new number, I think, immediately. So you can go right back to, you know, doing all your online stuff just fine. And then it's probably going to take five to seven days um, um, for the physical card to come in. But I just, you know, again, you just feel kind of covered around from all angles because, you know, if you lose like your bank debit card, especially if you don't, if it's not a nationwide chain type bank and it's in a certain town and you maybe don't live in that town, then it's kind of a headache to to get the new card. And if you don't have a credit card, something like Apple Card handy, then you're kind of in trouble there for, you know, the week or two while you're waiting for that new uh, debit card to roll in. I've had to experience that in the past, so. Um yeah, overall super happy with the Apple card. I've recommended it uh to some people, you know. Obviously all the usual cautions come into play. It's it's credit, right? So you have to make sure um that you're paying it off and paying it down otherwise you can really mess up your own credit. Um but just uh how easy it is to use, how easy it is to visualize your spending, how easy it is to make payments. I think that's another thing, right? There's no website to log into and um, you know, even if you do auto pay, I still think this is just a little bit handier just because, you know, you can move the payment up or down just by scrolling your finger around that wheel or whatever. It's just nice little details like that just really make the overall package. I know I've said that multiple times, but yeah, that's where I'm at with Apple Card right now.
0: You see, actually, these are things I don't like about Apple Card. Like I like having I like logging into my credit card website and having and seeing my statement it's it, it just like the fact that I can't and I know you can export your statement to a PDF and look at it from Apple Card. but I don't like looking at my statement directly on the phone. you know It just doesn't give me this broad visual view of, uh, of my of my expenses. Like I, I feel like I might be missing something. I don't know. It feels almost too uh, curated or too minimalistic. That I'm like, am I missing something here? Am I missing something? And I'm not right. I'm not missing, but I have this, uh, this, this feeling. So yeah, I wish there was actually a website where I could log in and and see, you know, on the, on on my browser, uh, my statement and other related information.
1: I'll, I'll kind of agree with you there because uh, I don't know if anybody remembers. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that I tried buying uh, an Apple TV 4K from AT and T. Um, for one morning on a Friday, they reduced it down, I think like 80 or 90 bucks. And I was like, of course I got to buy one of those. So I made the purchase and then I got a cancellation notice not too long after that. I think sometime over that weekend, they said, Hey, they gave me some nonsense excuse, but they said, we canceled it. You'll get your money back. And, um, I thought I'd made the purchase with my Apple Card. I'm pretty sure still but anyways, the point is I was scrolling through my transactions as you just mentioned. And it just felt like, it was, should have been in there, but it wasn't in there, you know? Um, so when you're in the current month, it says latest transactions. That's all for the current month. It just doesn't – you're like, that list has got to be longer. But then you go back. You can look at the previous uh, month and you uh, – I don't know. I guess I'm not sure what I'm trying to say, but I agree with you. It would be nice to be able to see like a full list of transactions just because – you feel like you're kind of missing something. I felt like I was, I was like, well, where's the where's the charge for the Apple TV I just paid for? And then where's the credit back? I want to make sure I get that 90 bucks or whatever back. Um, it's not a relevant story because I think I made the purchase with a different card. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? I agree with you about the website thing.
0: Um, something else that bugged me with Apple Card is the notifications I get. I get way too many notifications. Like, I feel like every five minutes I get a notification from Apple Card about something. And it's great for purchases that I make. You know, like when you buy something, you go to the grocery store, you buy, and you get a notification saying you spend, you know, $12 hours on this. And I like this. But then every day, like, they send you notifications. Like, oh, uh, you spent that much amount today and you got that much amount, uh, in cash back. And then the next morning, it's like the monthly thing. Like, oh, last month or last week, you spent that, you made that on last month. You spent this, you made that. And then because of that too many notifications, uh, I once missed a statement notification like, Hey, hey, it's your statement is here. You can pay your credit card if you want to cl- pay it off because I was getting. I was being blind to all these like notifications from Apple Pay. So I was just, I just cleared it up without paying attention to what it was, but it was actually a notification telling me it's time to pay your credit card bill. And, uh, and I accidentally, I don't know. I accidentally figured it out. I was maybe, I don't know. Maybe I was in the wallet app or something. And I was like, Oh wait, uh, shoot. It's time for me to pay my, uh, my bill here. And that wasn't super obvious. And I don't, Think I receive emails or maybe I do. I don't remember uh, email notifications about paying your paying off your credit card bill. But I, my point is, like, they send too many notifications. And I went into the settings. I was like, there has to be a way to say, you know, just notify me for purchases and important statement information. No, nope, there is no no such thing. It's either you receive all notifications or no notifications about Apple Apple uh, Card. And that's kind of annoying because I would like to tune it, tune it to a way, uh, to a minimum, just uh, purchase notifications and statement notifications. I don't need to know that yesterday I made 70, 72 cents in cashback. You know, like that's, a, <laughs> you know, if I want to know how much I made in cashback, I would like to be able to, you know, go in the wallet app and, and look at it myself. Uh, unfortunately, that's not something you can tune down uh, manually at this point. I'm hoping that in the future they will add just some toggle buttons so you can customize the notifications you get. Yeah,
1: I get it. I'm not too overwhelmed with the notifications yet. Like I mentioned before, I really do like the alerts, especially for purchases. The cashback thing. Yeah, I get it. Especially since it's usually low. Yesterday, you made 28 cents. Well, thanks. You know, I'm glad I got that quarter. And now I know about that quarter to do something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, overall, still a thumbs up from me. Uh, maybe we'll revisit this in 90 days and, and see what yeah. we're thinking um okay let's do it let's talk about the elephant in the room the triangle in the room the uh <laughs> the new tesla Cybertruck. uh elon musk on thursday i know this is a little bit this maybe wavers a little bit outside the apple scope but with all the rumors apple's working on cars tesla's definitely in the heart of silicon valley out there i mean it's just it it does kind of run uh, running the same, uh, uh, purview as what we normally talk about. So whatever. Tesla Cybertruck. Unveiled by Elon Musk on Thursday night. Um, a lot of negative reactions, I think, right off the bat. Just, well, I guess it depends on who you follow on social media and who you listen to, but, uh, I noticed quite a few, uh, negative reactions just based on the design. Um, you know, if you'd been following these rumors at all, you knew Elon Musk had said multiple times that this thing was right out of Blade Runner, right? These futuristic, um, type movies. It was going to be like any, unlike anything you'd ever seen before i think he even outright said hey this is going to be a really polarizing design um it looks nothing like current pickup trucks and as a pickup truck owner and driver and user and lover uh, i can attest to that it's definitely very different um let's just kind of go over our first impressions and then uh maybe talk about what uh what it signifies for the future uh you
0: go first what do you think of this uh this new truck when I first saw it for the first few seconds, I had a, what the heck is this kind of reaction. And then a few seconds later, I was like, I love it. I want one of these. I called, I told my wife, I was like, we are getting one of these in three years when my lease uh runs out on my, uh, on my SUV. That's definitely, my, that's definitely going to be in my next car. So in about three years from now, Cody, that's oh, the wow. car I'll, I'll be driving. Yeah. I think it's, Ridiculous, in some ways. Um, but I, I don't know. There's something about it. I think its ridiculousness makes me think this is awesome. Look at this. Like it's like it, has, it looks like nothing like anything you've seen before on the road. You might have seen something similar in a movie, but you've never seen something like this on the road before. And that's that's the appeal to me. And the reaction of people, too, is appealing to me. I, I love it when people are like, ah, this is so weird. I, you know, this is so strange. I don't like it. And I'm like, oh, if you don't like it, you know what? That makes me like it. <laughs> That's my kind of contra- contrarian uh, mentality here. So, yeah, but very... Yeah, seriously, in a matter of seconds, I was like, I want one of these. I didn't put a down payment or something. You know, I didn't reserve one because I'm still three years on with this lease. But... um, uh yeah I, I know I will get one of these um in the next few years, and it's a fairly i feel like it's a fairly for the base model it's not an expensive car like and if you look at i mean i was uh, i've been looking at tesla's uh i looked at the model three uh last week or a couple of weeks ago and you know price it up on on the tesla website it's these are not expensive cars um they're kind of uh, nice, not luxury, but you know, like totally uh, premium cars. Um, but they're not that expensive compared to similar uh, cars in the same category. So, and, and the Cybertruck starting at what What, is, what does it start at? 39,000? 40,000. Let's round it up. Yeah. 40,000. It's not that bad. And I know that's the base model, right? 250 miles of range and uh, not four wheel drive. Yeah. I mean, but. I wouldn't care so much about like the four wheel drive thing. It's not like I'm going to use this as I I wouldn't use this as a truck, you know, I, or as a work truck, you know, it's not like I'm going to put my tools to go to, or maybe I'll put my MacBook pro in there <laughs> to go to work. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, I just really, really like it. Uh, I've, now the thing is, like, I haven't. I want to see it in real, in real life. I want to get in there. I want to see like the inside of the car. I've seen a few videos. I've seen a few photos, but nothing—not like a deep dive into the interior of the car. Because this is important too, right? I mean, you're more—it's. If anything, it's more important than the exterior of the car because you're sitting in there. Like, how comfortable is it? Like, do you have like uh, what the sitting angle, a sitting angle? Like, how is it comfy? What's the viewing angle? Which is probably pretty good actually on that stuff. Uh, what about in the the back seats? Is it comfortable? Like, do you have enough room for the kids and and that kind of stuff? Um, so this is still up in the air for me. Uh, but uh, definitely, definitely very interested in this truck. What about you?
1: Yeah. Um, I kind of had the same initial thought you did. Like, what the heck? I think I just, you know, maybe I'd seen too many. Really cool looking concept images, you know, people, when there's a big unveil like this coming up and nobody really knows what the thing's gonna look like, of course, you're gonna have talented designers mocking up what they, you know, just like we see with the iPhones. Um, and I saw, you know, I remember seeing several really cool looking mockups or concepts, whatever you wanna call them. So when this came out and it was nothing like anything we had seen before, it definitely took a minute. And it would still take some time, you know, to get used to seeing these uh, out on the road and to kind of appreciate the design, but, uh, um, I like it. I like anytime somebody, you know, I think for all of the polarizing stuff about Elon Musk, I know he said some stupid things, really stupid things and he's been accused of a lot of bad stuff, but in terms of just being a visionary, somebody that's okay with pushing the the things forward. You just you don't have that especially in an industry like the car industry where there just hasn't been that many radical changes, right? Everybody's worried about the bottom line. Everybody's worried about units they're going to sell. So they don't tweak their special formula too much. Um, this year's car looks a little bit different than last year's car, but you know it still mostly looks the same because you want people to still buy it in large numbers. And uh, so I really like that there's somebody out there like an Elon Musk who's okay with leading a company to put something out like this. Um, the base model doesn't really interest me. Thirty nine grand for. Uh, um, uh, I've had a truck without four wheel drive. It's just not for me. You know, it's not like I do any heavy off roading or anything. It's just it doesn't make for a great driving experience. Obviously, the test is probably gonna be way different, but um um for the max model, the top model, seventy thousand bucks for a a truck that can drive five hundred miles over just about any kind of terrain is is super interesting. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. especially when you consider uh, the type of technology that's embedded, how the type of performance embedded, right? 14,000 tons of, uh, pounds of towing, um, all wheel drive, the suspension stuff they mentioned, all of the inside Tesla tech, like the auto drive or the auto autonomous driving. Um, and despite their terrible snafu on stage, the, uh, you know, having, a really rigid you know they mentioned that this was not a on-frame type of setup like normal trucks this is totally built rebuilt from the ground up skeleton type system and i mean they're claiming bulletproof and some other things again i know that they broke the glass on stage what what, what was your take on that when that happened they said this thing's bulletproof and then they threw a still ball at it and it broke instantly
0: yeah that's one of the things like oops <laughs> yeah, that's,
1: uh, that's up there for demo mess ups. And yeah. I mean, there's some conspiracy theories rolling around online that maybe he meant to do that. Maybe this was on purpose to get more people mm. talking. But I just, I can't buy that when it's this big a moment for a company that's kind of hinging on people liking your new vehicle. I can't imagine purposely doing that just to get more clicks. Um,
0: I mean, it ha- happened twice. <laughs> it's still a prototype too. So it's not, what we're seeing is not like production model. I, we don't even know, I think. Right, when these are gonna be available, when they're gonna start shipping, or anything like this. So we might still be like a year or two uh, away. And maybe I miss, you know, a release date or a time frame, but I don't think I don't think they mention anything about this. So really, it's more of a prototype than anything else. And uh, I think if they claim uh, bulletproofness uh, on the car, I'm sure they've done some extensive tests t- tests on the glass and uh, the steel uh, body. And, uh, I, you know, I, I would assume that's true. I mean, I'll definitely try it when I, st- st- when I first see one of these, I'm going to be shooting at it in the street and see if it's really bulletproof. And if it's not, uh, I guess, uh, I'm going to get sued. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I went through trolling through Elon Musk's mentions, uh, section, uh, on Twitter after he, uh, after that happened and he was responding to people, uh, and I noticed that, Somebody had said something about the glass breaking and he said, "You know, we tried throwing those steel balls 15 or 16 times at those windows before the uh before the event and not a dent not a scratch." Um so maybe it was just failure after being under so much stress, right? Get hit 10 times with that ball, the t- 11th time it's going to make a dent. Uh I'm with you though if they're claiming this. Um then I think that's got to be what they really believe this thing is is bulletproof, you know, they've got the uh, uh I, I saw people mentioning no windshield wipers and some of the other safety stuff, but I don't no think mirrors. people understand. I don't think people understand how, uh, stringent it is to release a vehicle in the U.S. The, uh, what is it? The NHTSA or whatever, National Highway Transportation Safety, something like that. They are, you have to go through rigorous, rigorous testing. You know, how does this, how does this vehicle, uh, stand up in a crash? how does it what happens if it hits a pedestrian it's got to have the crumples i mean there's so many aspects so many safety tests it's got to pass through that those those weren't even really questions of mine you know like uh, in terms of does is it going to have windshield wiper and, you know i think all the safety stuff's going to be there just because it needs to be when you get go out on the road um but yeah i just the inside's still kind of sparing for me um just with all Teslas that's kind of why the i never was really on to the model 3 um, just because I think in that price range, 35, 40 grand, you could get a used luxury car that outshines it in a lot of, a lot of aspects, but the, uh, um, the outside looks cool. I like that it comes with a kind of built-in bed cover. Um, I had to buy a separate bed cover for mine just cause if I'm wanting to transport things or even if I'm moving like multiple bags of luggage, um, and I don't want it to get rained on or whatnot, be exposed to elements, I had to get a bed cover. So the fact that this just has this nice sliding uh bed cover that you can use or not use, it's Um, and I'll tell people that too. I was talking with a buddy on online uh, shortly after the unveil and really it's that kind of open bed shot that will win you over in design where you go, okay, I can see how this is a truck, you know, when you can actually see the bed of the truck and it's just from that angle, looks great there. Um, so if you haven't seen it with the bed open, maybe try taking a look at that and see if it changes your mind at all about the design. There's no way around it. The triangle, just the fact that it comes to a point. And from what I understand, this design was arrived at from a really engineering perspective, right? It wasn't like those designers and engineers said, what's the weirdest design we can come up with that'll just really blow people's minds? No, I mean, there's definitely structural integrity stuff, you know, engineering thought behind it on why it comes to a point like that. So, um, yeah, I would be, you know, if I, uh, if I win the lottery or something coming up, I'd be really interested in that 70K just for the... St- it's a tank you're basically getting a tank you're getting something that doesn't look like anything else out on the road 060 in 2.9 seconds um, faster than a, a Porsche 911 um, these huge tires just look really cool I mean this looks like something straight out of Halo or a video game I mean yeah. you just I could see you feeling really protected in here and I imagine I, I can't remember if it was mentioned in this in the unveil but I imagine it'll come with tesla has this cool tech that will literally restrict the airflow into a vehicle seal it airtight i think it's in the model x right now but it'll seal it airtight so if you come into conditions you know whether it be heavy smoke from a wildfire or um you know something way worse something catastrophic you know like a uh nuclear um, attack there you go something like that something that puts some toxins in the air this will literally allow you to breathe your own air inside that that vehicle again we're talking extremes here but for 70k and this is a truck and it's a can be a daily driver too and it can get you really far and yeah i don't know it's it's interesting and again i will reiterate i will die on this hill that i am glad that somebody's making moves like this because if nothing else it forces other car companies to pay attention if these start moving if these start showing up on roads other car companies, are, you know, just like they've done with electric cars in general, Tesla's really pushed that sext- sextor- sector forward. Um, so, yeah, let's start seeing cooler designs here.
0: It kind of reminds me of the original Hummer. You know, when Hollywood stars, I think uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger started this trend of driving one yeah, Hummer, Hummers. Like the yeah. real one, not the fake one they made for everybody else after that. It was this ridiculously looking uh, geometrical shaped Vehicle and was like, what the hell is this? It was so different at the time, right? I mean, of course, it was for the army; it wasn't made for uh, for the public. But uh, it and and the Cybertruck kind of reminds me of of that in some ways, just like being out there in kind of design and and standing out and how much it will stand out on the road.
1: Right? Yeah, I mean, I think people, you know, mainstream people who were buying like the Toyotas and stuff. They don't understand how, especially for like the luxury market, car market, these big tank things are, are very popular, right? Just look at the uh, – uh, what are these from Mercedes? G-Wagons, these massive square-looking vehicles. I've seen them. They even make versions that have six wheels instead of four wheels. So now you've got these six wheels. What is it? Abaris or Bararis? i I'll never think of it on the spot here, but people tend to buy these big, huge things just because they – you know, they look like tanks. They look, they exude power and, um, horsepower and all of the above. So, um, I think I saw a number that 200,000, uh, pre-orders have been placed, which is nothing, right? Especially now, uh, because I think for the Model 3s, the pre-order, uh, the deposit you had to make for the pre-order was $1,000. That's much more of a commitment than what Tesla's asking for these Cybertrucks. Just a hundred bucks, you know, and to just kind of save your spot in line or whatnot. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how much they actually end up selling, but I don't think – I retweeted something from uh, John – is it Redinger? Whoever – he used to own uh, Buffalo – What am I trying to say? Techno Buffalo. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. He's the founder of that, and uh, I retweeted something from him. He said, uh, the design is absolutely polarizing, not for everyone, but I think its impact won't be in units sold, but how uh, it will allow other manufacturers to start thinking outside the box. So Tesla doesn't even need to move – A bunch of these for it to have an impact on the car market which is really what i see here right as somebody who's probably not going to buy the seventy thousand dollar model anytime soon um, really what i'm i'm most excited about with this truck is what it's going to do for the car market as a whole
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so you'll have to get one and tell me how it is
0: (laughs) yeah you you gotta wait you know three years minus four months or something (laughs) there you go um but yeah pretty cool and i'd be interested to
1: hear you know we i don't think we say it enough but i'm I pop on Twitter quite a bit throughout my days, and if anybody ever has anything to talk about like this, if they have an opinion or feedback or something, I'm always open. I like to engage in those types of conversations because I think it only pushes us everybody forward. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see kind of just how this story pans out, right? How many pre order? Tesla's one of those weird companies where one minute you think they're on top of the world and the next minute everybody's talking about them going under. You know, can they produce enough batteries or vehicles in this quarter to be profitable? And it's just like it's so it's kind of tax is you know, it's kind of exhausting to follow, but again, I don't think there's anybody in that industry doing what Tesla's doing right now. Yeah. Okay. Anything else about the Cybertruck or uh Home Depot not accepting Apple Pay? <laughs>
0: No, but uh before we part ways, I want to thank once again our sponsor, and that's Netgear. It doesn't matter how fast your internet connection is if your Wi-Fi router is old and outdated. With Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear, your Wi-Fi will feel new. Again, Wi-Fi 6 is the latest tech that allows more devices to connect and stream simultaneously without impacting speed or reliability. Check out Orbi Wi-Fi 6 at your local Best Buy or at netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That's netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi.
1: Cool. Well, we did it. I'm glad we did it. Had fun doing it. And I will be uh, looking forward to doing it again next week. All right, Cody. i talk to you next week. Bye-bye.